Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about the death of dreams, our hands-on firewall ultra impressions, and if PlayStation VR 2 is already dead. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. That's Blessing. That's Janet. I'm Greg, and you can get this show on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. There you can watch us record it live, get it ad-free, and get dozens of monthly episodes of exclusive content. If you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. Support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys with the Epic Creator Code kindoffunny. You can get PSI Love You XOXO with ads that's right but it's free and none of that exclusive content would be there but you can get it all on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe each and every friday thank you to our patreon producers tripod plus plus delaney twining today we're brought to you by rocket money but let's start with a psn message from you janet clear your head clear the mechanism marty writes in to kindoffunny.com slash p-s-i-l-y just like everybody can for free and says final fantasy 16 or Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Janet, go. Rebirth. Blessing. Rebirth. 16. Wow. What, really? I'm, here's the thing about it. We gave Final Fantasy VII Remake Game of the Year that year. It won out our thing. I loved it. It was the first Final Fantasy that I've beaten. And I was like, holy shit, I had a great time with this. I enjoyed it all the way through. Um, there's something about it that over time, I don't remember why I liked it all that much. And it's not that I'm saying it's a bad game wow. anymore. I'm just saying I enjoyed the experience and I enjoyed what I did. But now removed from it, I'm just like, well, the characters were cool. I, I like the story, and the, but the, and the thing was falling, and then you know the guy buried. He had a gun arm. He I was did. like, all right, yeah. Cool. A, and like the combat for house. that was pretty cool. The combat for Final Fantasy 16, I think, looks doper. Uh, the idea that it's just like, hey, it's going to be this Game of Thrones kind of Final Fantasy. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm into that. It's not that I'm not into Rebirth, but I'm just not like I can't wait to play Rebirth. So in this like toss up of games that I'm going to play and hopefully enjoy either way. This whole new fantasy crazy ass world they're doing in 16 with the crazy ass battles and the giant, you know, uh, monsters you're using, that appeals to me, I think, for some reason more than jumping back into this. But I don't know why. Yeah, I, for me, there are different reasons why I prefer one or the other, why I'm more anticipating one or the other. I think in terms of combat system, I've been so sold on the Final Fantasy 16 combat. Um, it being compared more to something like Devil May Cry, it having well, one of the combat leads from Devil May Cry working sure. on it, it being more fast-paced, seeing the big health bars, seeing the icon battles. On a gameplay level, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 16 uh, probably wins it out for me, but I think just on a story and world level, I'm more interested in Rebirth. I think both from the idea of what they're doing to the original Final Fantasy VII and what weird narrative and character stuff they can they can do with that. And see, I think that might be part of my problem mm -hmm. is that the ending was uh, I finished the game and I immediately had to call Tim. I'm like, well, so what's going on? Like, explain yeah. why this is a big deal to somebody who doesn't have 
the you know lineage with Final Fantasy VII. One thousand percent. And I'm I'm in the same boat where I don't have as much of the lineage with Final Fantasy VII either. And I've gone back and I played um a, like a percentage of the game. Um, but I think even while playing things like Crisis Core and like you know I've I've watched um Advent Children in the past. Oh and like, sure. There are. I think that world is just more interesting to me than the fantasy world of Final Fantasy 16. I think that comes down to the preference of, like, I really like the weird um, cyberpunk um, sci-fi world of Final Fantasy 7 more than the traditional Game of Thrones-style fantasy of Final Fantasy 16. But I can see going either way. In ter- like, I don't think it's crazy that you're more anticipating Final Fantasy 16 than 7 Rebirth. Something I think about the fresh start works for me, right? Of like, yeah. all right, cool, ground zero, I can get in, I can wrap my head around it. But Janet, why are you saying uh, Rebirth? Uh, funnily enough, it's kind of similar to Blessing in terms of the aesthetic and the vibe. I am more interested in a setting that feels more familiar than the more traditional fantasy aspect of, uh, what is this, 15? 16. 16? Yeah, the, 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 the V and the I, I and the you. I and the V. and like, Janet, I know, I'm with I you. Just knock it off. Like, we beat the Romans the for Bowl, a reason. But... <laughs> Um, anyway, we? but yeah, yeah, it, the, it's uh, the collective. We were all there. In <laughs> yeah, you know, Mesopotamia. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think too, like seven. While it has a little bit of a known quantity aspect in the sense that it's building off of what is an intensely critically acclaimed game, it still has a little bit of that newness to it. So I feel like I get the best of both worlds. It's like it's new sure. to me, and it will probably be awesome because the last one was awesome. So I'm excited sure. to see just what that continuation looks like. Also, it is that weird thing of taking so long and then kind of bringing it up in a way that was, it's kind of um, unprecedented, I think, for like a, a remake of this ilk to sort of see it sliced up and diced up and repackaged and reinvented and it's a little bit different and sure do i know what's going on in the story absolutely not but i don't necessarily think i'm gonna know what's going on in the other story either it's something about like the work like i don't know what it is i kind of just go with it and that is what it is i know people love these games for the story but personally i didn't like the story in seven so even though oh, wow. the story in 16 might be more understandable because it is that more of a fresh start i didn't really i, I don't think i'm gonna be coming back for the story regardless but ready to be proven wrong we'll see we will see ladies and gentlemen final fantasy 16 not that far off as we hurtle into the summer and that smell blessing what is it i think it's review season review season never ends around here that's why i'm only playing redacted things but i can't talk about that but what i can talk about is topic of the show so it's going to be a journey here because you saw the headline when you clicked on the episode is playstation vr2 already dead we're going to get to that question, but first we're going to start with the fact that Blessing and I got to go to PlayStation yesterday, and we got to play Firewall Ultra. Of course, this is the next VR shooter from First Contact Entertainment. Uh, you probably remember them if you're a PlayStation VR 1 person for Firewall Zero Hour in 2018, which was that one of the, one of the standout VR experiences, I feel, for PlayStation VR. I've talked about it a million times of me and Kevin being so into it. You know, me sitting there and talking in the VR world to Kevin's avatar like it was a real person. It's often, and we did the remember Blink already on this, right? Of like the piece of uh, your, one of your, I can't believe this happened. The blew us away. The games that blew us away. And I, I listed it in there of like that moment of like, holy shit, this just works. This feels like I am in a virtual, I don't, I feel like I'm in a real place. I'm talking to a real person. I'm turning my head and, and indicating this. And then the way it went on, the way it played, yada, yada, yada. We are now on the precipice in some regard. A firewall uh, ultra they were not ready to confirm a date when we were playing this with them uh, instead they were just saying very soon uh blessing if people don't know what is your pitch for firewall ultra 
Uh, Firewall Ultra, of course, is the follow-up to Firewall Zero Hour. It is a 4v4 tactical shooter where you are communicating back and forth with your team, trying to take out the other team. You're playing on different maps. It's what you expect from a game, uh, kind of like Rainbow Six Siege. Exactly, or Rainbow any... Six in VR almost. Exactly, right? like that, that type of game. What did you think of it? I thought it was cool. Right? Yeah. I'm not I'm not somebody who played that much of Firewall Zero Hour when it came out for a PSVR one. You know, yeah. I enjoyed listening to you talk about it and listening to you and Kevin go back and forth about it. Um, I I think I picked it up once or twice and I didn't have the the uh, gun that came yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I think I was probably using like my PlayStation Move and I was like, all right, it's cool, it's whatever. I didn't have other friends that were playing in, so I fell off of it very quickly. Uh, and so I was very excited to check check it out for PSVR two to see. All right, how are they stepping this forward? How are they um, elevating this? Is this something that you know, me, Greg, and the crew are going to play on stream or play at home and have a, a, such a great time with. And I'm coming out of it being like, yeah, I think it was. I think it was a good time, but I don't know if it's a, if I'll describe it as something that blew me away. Like, I think it is sure. a competent, adequate first-person tactical shooter. It is if you're looking for a Rainbow Six-like experience in VR, I'd recommend it. Um, the I, it seems like what, some of the big steps forward for this one, of course, are going to be fidelity because you're working with PSVR two, of course, um, and the better step, tracking and everything. Better tra tracking. Your the the step forward with, P with um, PSVR two, right, coming after PSVR one in the PS five. Um, you know, so like things like lighting, um, I think. Uh, takes a step forward in terms of there are some dark spots in the map where it's hey you have a fla flashlight in the game and you can put it on to like lighten up darker areas they're playing around with, with lighting a bit more um there are some cool features there's things like uh the uh if you have a flashbang or actually going back to the flashlight idea right you have a flashlight if you fl flash your flashlight in somebody's face it'll blind them momentarily right similar to how a flashbang works and then also yeah if you throw a flashbang at somebody and it goes off it'll blind that person because there's eye tracking you can close your eyes in order to avoid that and it still has the effect of okay my eyes, my eyes are closed um and so i can't see see things but you so missed I still the flashbang, have the, right same thing with the yeah. flashlight you can, you can hold up your your i hold up my real hand but obviously you have the the move want or the playstation vr move or uh, whatever the sense controller sense controller <laughs> thank you so much i'm so right off the tongue so trained to talking about playstation vr one that i can't switch to two yeah. you can pull the sense controller and you'll bring up your hand and you can block the light that way as well exactly and so stuff like that is really cool um and that was the whole my takeaway too because i think you're about to swing into like what didn't work for you or whatever yeah. right like i think there's a bunch of little bells and whistles like that that go really far to using the technology in a, in a new way or a cool way or in feeling like adding on to the base of what was firewall already right because that has been one of the ones you know we dropped in to do this map but one of the maps and like all right this is a you know office building and there's tighter corridors and yada yada and i was walking around like wasn't this map in the first game like yeah you know five years has passed in our world you're back here so it, it you know it's moved things have changed but it is i'm like okay cool like i get that but that's how the game feels it feels like an additive version and a better version of what you already played i think with zero uh hour right and one of those things is using the power of the PlayStation uh, VR 2, right? And so eye tracking is such a big part of PlayStation VR 2, having you in there, you know, watching your pupils. And so, again, it's another menu that's similar to Horizon where yeah. you can just dart your eyes around and select via that way. I loved that. I thought that was great. Same thing for weapon wheel. You bring up your weapon wheel. You can just look at the weapon you want to switch to. That's cool. And then on your left uh, sense controller, right, the shoulder buttons are, the, you know, that your aim down sights one. And there's the general, or I should say grab onto the, hand, you know, grab onto your gun, the aim down sights kind of thing. And so there's the, you know, you come over and you grab and you ha hold your gun. And so then there's one that like brings in, you're a little bit closer. And then there's one that you can hit on. And then it is like super close. And it's like, you're you, now you're making like minute little changes with your uh, scope as you try to aim and shoot, 
what was cool about it, I, that's how it was my interpretation before I got the demo. Mm. When they started talking about it in the demo, what it actually is doing is that if you're just holding your gun and you're walking and you hit that shoulder button, it'll bring up that minute scope to whatever your wherever your eyes are. Mm. So if you see an enemy in the distance, rather than bring up your gun and try to line it, you could hit it and go, and it'll bring it right up to your eye line of where it is. And I thought that was a super cool feature to drop into a game like this that's going to be, if you're not familiar, it is you know meant to not be brutally difficult but i would say based in realism right so it is one of those things of like it isn't like you're taking a gajillion shots and firing back it's if you're gonna get if you get hit a bunch of times you go down and if you're not revived you die and that's the end of your round or whatever like it is a game that is meant to feel grounded in what its combat is so the ability of and i was not in the swing of things at all but i could see after multiple matches that being more natural right of like oh shit there you like bring it right up bring my scope yeah. up and fire on the guy have a few more twitch as yeah like exactly figure out like how to get your bearings yeah because mine was all you know wait was it l1 or l2 what was i doing you know what i mean yeah. trying to figure it out and trying to wrap it around my head and stuff like that and i that brings me to one of my critiques of it which is man i wish they figured out a light gun situation for this dude dude yeah i mean if we want to if you want if we want to sway into a more like reasons it i, I didn't walk away from i like Yes, mm-hmm. to, you're, this is going to be a fun game to stream. Of course it is. We're going to do mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff, I'm sure, with it. It's going to be fun to hear us yell at Snow Mike Mike and him not know what's going on, yada, yada, yada. We'll have to get more PlayStation VR 2s because we only have two because nobody else <laughs> believes it enough to buy it. Uh, but we'll get them. Uh, however, it is that idea that, like, yeah, like, I... Let me, even before I get here, go this way. When I got my demo for Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord, I was like, cool, a Ghostbusters VR game. I'm, a, I'm obviously a huge Ghostbuster mark. I'm going to be interested no matter what. But like, I remember in the build-up to it and like the demo approaching, I was like, how are they going to do the Neutrona wand, right? Because that is, you know, you're holding a stick basically, right? So if you have two disconnected controllers, that doesn't feel good, I think, in that situation. And the way Ghostbusters uh, Rise of the Ghost Lord gets around it is it's basically like you have like a Gatling gun. So you hold the base of this side and then the, you know, the left side of the other. And it's like, okay, cool, like, this feels more, more natural in terms of what it would be rather than doing this and shooing, doing a neutron wand. This game, one of the huge knocks I have for it is not having the light gun attachment, not having the PlayStation sharpshooter. Because I, yeah, I only played, I exclusively played Firewall Ultra, or I'm sorry, Firewall Zero R and PlayStation VR 1 that way. And that was such a big part of it, of having the gun, holding it on my chest, talking to people, yada, 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 and then pulling it up. And so for this one to have the two different wands, sense controllers and bring them up and then feel like I'm trying to align things. And I was like, ah, this just, this ain't cool. 1000%. I think that's so for me, overall impressions of this, of this thing is like, I think as a game, it seems cool. Like it seems like a, if you, again, if you're looking for this kind of game, if you want to play more firewall, the, this seems like more of that, but I walk away, not feeling blown away. And yeah, like I think the lack of light gun is one of the big things. And I, I, I never felt all the way right. Just using the two dual sense or the, to the two sense controllers. And another goofy one, but I think a real one for what we're doing here and talking about this is like when we were walking around the safe house before, which is right, you know, you load into missions, you all load into the safe house. We were all walking around, you go to the shooting range, do a bunch of different stuff. When the game comes out, there'll be, you know, color your attachments and do all these different things. That wasn't available for us right now in terms of loadouts, but it will be. But walking around, it was this really weird thing of so many people's hands being all yeah, like looking like they're screwed like around twisty. and like doing it. And <laughs> like, like nobody looked right because yeah. everybody's arms are all over the place. And when you played Firewall, you know, it, and I'm not saying there weren't ever glitches in the original, but like it was, I did feel like since we all had the move guns for the most part, it looked like we were all in the right place or we weren't wigging yeah. out all the time. This one, you look like you're wigging out all the time. I was like, all right. Yeah. And so like that, that for me was super noticeable. And then, you know, the flow of the matches, I think there were a couple of matches where I'm like, oh, okay, this is fun. I can see the appeal of this and other matches where you know, 
I, I, I guess I just wasn't getting out of it what I thought I would get out of it in terms of like a an exciting moment to moment first person shooter. You know, like there there are a couple of moments where. Oh man, okay. The t- the teams over here, they're in the elevator. All right. Oh man, okay. You get the elevator. I'll stand in front of the elevator and I'll take them out. Right. And you do, and you call the elevator. I'm waiting for it to open with my shotgun, and it opens. And there's one guy in there, and I shoot him with my shotgun and take him out. Moments like that were really cool, right? Moments like that reminded me of playing a game like Rainbow Six or another, another tactical shooter. Um, but for me, like throughout the demo time, those moments were few and far between. And getting into combat scenarios, a lot of the time, felt like. All right, like let's let me let's figure out how to, how to angle this thing. Let's figure out how to like aim my gun right. Oh man, all right, okay, now this is working and it's me. I I feel like I am battling more against the controls than I'm battling against the enemy a lot, sure. a, a, lot a lot of the time in the match. Well, again, you know, it's supposed to be this tactical shooter and it's supposed to be have that grounded realism in it, which I think leads to, and it did in Zero Hour to a degree as well. There being not a steep learning curve, but a learning curve of when until the gun feels natural, you're at such a disadvantage yeah. in a gunfight where if you take three shots, you're dead, right? Or and I'm exaggerating probably the number of bullets, but it is that idea of like, especially you're trying to get your sea legs for how this game controls. It was like, okay, cool. And I'm with you of like, mm-hmm. I forget how many matches we played, right? Cause it's best of three. The idea is you attack or defend. You're either attacking, trying to get to just like you were in the original one, uh, you know, this upload point or this d- little data thing to broadcast. You got to take out the jammers, yada, 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 or defend that spot. Um, there, we had those, moments yeah like oh that's really cool but then there were the other moments of just like oh fuck like i'm trying to back myself in a corner to heal for a second and then figure out which how am i gonna why is the red uh, why is the reticle down here i'm trying yeah. to get it up and i'm like i'm holding the gun where or the the sense controllers where i feel like the gun should be but it's a little bit off so then it's like all right turn it and like oh, like why well, don't I have the light gun yeah so for you somebody who played a lot of firewall zero hour yeah were there any noticeable things i guess in terms that uh that you would say are big steps forward um even aside from the things we've talked about in terms i of- mean the stuff we talked about with eye tracking for sure yeah. i mean visual fidelity i think it looks better the maps are more detailed back to yeah both the use of uh, you know things being lit and things being dark that was helpful i think it's a creepy environment that way uh the gameplay felt you know um not tried and true, but it feels it, like you could drop me in there and tell me, it, you know, Greg from the past, not knowing about VR two or some shit mm-hmm. that, okay, this is like, you know, DLC or whatever. Like, Oh yeah, totally. I get that. I could feel that. Like it feels like more firewall, which is both, I think a plus and a minus, you know what I mean? Of like, again, I don't feel blown away leaving this demo. And what I do take away from it, you know, is uh, where we're going with the question, right? Of like, okay, this also doesn't come to me and be like, uh, Oh, I'm going to put, 40 hours into this. Oh, this is going to be the game that when I get home and Jen goes to bed, I'm going to call up Kevin and be like, yo, do you want to go do some firewall? Like, you know what I mean? It feels like we're going to stream it a couple times, maybe play from home a couple times. And then, okay, I'm not, there's no, it doesn't feel like I'm being re-engaged. Like I have to get back to it. Janet, you weren't there sadly. Cause you're in LA. What, uh, what do you have any questions about it? What do you want to know? Yeah, I think the main thing I'm and so I didn't really spend time with this when I had PSVR one um, and I didn't have the light gun. So that maybe that's part of the reason I'm sure if I had the light, then that's kind of why I didn't spend time with it. because sure. I really wanted the light gun with it. But at that point, I was in so financially deep with trying to get this thing from pawn shops and game stops. And then I realized I need the old move controllers. It was a whole thing. So I didn't end up dipping into this one. <laughs> um, but I do acknowledge it as one of the sort of heavier hitters on the platform. Do you think that with firewall zero hour rolls it off the tongue is this you know assuming it comes out in a little bit call months call weeks whatever is this one of the best games to play on psvr2 and if it is is that because it's at that pedigree does that speak to like a lack in the library itself like what are your thoughts on where how this fits in with the current suite of games that we have yeah i think it'll be 
one of the better games on PlayStation VR 2. I think it'll be one that the VR PlayStation VR 2 community rallies behind and wants to play because they do it with the original one as well. I don't know if it'll make waves outside of that. I don't see this being one that's going to grab somebody who's been on the sidelines about PlayStation VR and really drag them into it and really be like, you have to play this. You know, I think uh, Ryan McCaffrey, who was in our demo session, of course, from IGN, uh, his previews up and his tagline on it, right, is it's a bit messy, but anything with a pulse is welcome on PlayStation VR 2 at this point. And I really do feel that's the vibe Damn. right now, right? As we go to, the, we're getting closer and closer to the question I want to talk about in this episode. Like, you know, I think something dropping and having this much quality behind it is going to be like, oh, great for the PlayStation VR 2 community, for the people who want those kind of games who are there. But I don't, this is, you know, back to my uh, uh, comment on uh, uh, Before Your Eyes, right, where I was like, oh, it's the first must-play game. And so many people are like, well, what about this? What about that? I was like, I don't think those are must-play games. Like, mm. I don't think that this version of Firewall is a must-play game. And I, that makes it sound like I say the other one was. I'm talking about back in that day with that time and yada, yada. This feels like what I think my personal problem with PlayStation VR 2 now and VR in general, honestly, is that we are still, this is a Dave and Buster's experience. This is a, hey, you got to try this. You try it for a while. You do three or four matches. Like, oh man, that's really cool. It would take a lot of time to get really great at it. Yeah, yeah, let's go play something else. You know what yeah. I mean? Move on that way. I think I'm pretty much uh, right there with you, right? Like if this was the first couple of years of PSVR 2 or the, or not 2, but PSVR in general or VR in general, then I think my tone on it would be a bit, a bit different in terms of, Oh man, VR is new. VR is hot, and like, look at this. You can play a you can play a tactical first person shooter on this thing. I think now that we're so far along in VR, and when I look at the library of PSVR two, you know, is it going to rise above and and enter that space of must play or uh, PSVR two games that is are in the top five or top ten of PSVR two games? I don't I don't know if it's if it's in there for me. Like, I don't think it's in there for me. I can probably name off um games like before your eyes or game uh, games like gran turismo moss. resident evil uh moss that i would recommend before this thing at some point beat saber is <laughs> gonna come come out for psvr2 <laughs> at some point um but yeah like I, I for me there's there's games i'll list before it and i i do look at this as more of a for fans of the genre like if you're into tactical first person shooters yeah maybe give this one a go but i think even then for me i do like games like rainbow six i do peek into games like Apex, which I know isn't, isn't tactical, right? But like a, a competitive first-person shooter, um, this isn't going to replace those for me, right? Like, I, it's, it's hard for me to justify to myself busting out a PSVR two to play Fire, Firewall Ultra when I do have these other games um, that aren't VR that are doing the same thing but better in in non VR. Uh, it's hard to justify that for me. But if you're somebody who really wants to play a first-person shooter in VR, a competitive one, yeah, Firewall Ultra is there for you, and it's not I like. It's not bad, right? Like that is like the thing where I'm like, it, it is. I would say it's okay, right? It's it's fine. It's cool. Like I I, I could I, I would play this on stream and have a good time with it with uh, Greg, with Kevin, with Mike. I don't know if I'm going home and trying to level up and um, collect all the crypto yeah. and do all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. unlock your different stuff for your operator and do all that. Jazz. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Another interesting one I thought was uh, interesting uh was the idea that like i couldn't figure out how to reload when i was in there and i think it turned out that like in the shooting range right now you can run out of ammo so it was, i just didn't have any more to go but eventually it's like oh well it's a press of the button yeah. and i thought that was so weird for how many shooter vr games we've played of grab the mm -hmm. clip and slam it in like i was looking for an eject button and i couldn't find it and i kept coming up and grabbing the clip and it wasn't doing anything i was like oh hit a button like, huh. yeah i found that too I, I like i i feel like it should almost be like more like blood and truth for blunt truth, you do have more of a manual, like okay, yeah, I'll do the thing, and you're doing it in the moment. Maybe it's because it's more competitive; they want to balance it out. And yeah, maybe but it's weird for a reload. game that's so grounded in like how many shots you can take and all this other yeah. stuff that it's like, oh, but you're gonna reload that way. Exactly, I, I, I feel that too. Who knows? But this leads to the question: Is 
PlayStation VR 2 already dead. Put down your pitchforks and torches and or wake up if you don't care about PlayStation VR 2. Uh, I want to give you a couple of bullet points before we get into it and have this conversation. Uh, first off, we'll get to it in the overall story. We mentioned at the top of the thing, Dreams no longer in active development, right? They're going to close that down. So you can still make stuff and play it, but they're not going to make any more updates for it. Uh, one of the things, of course, then that means is that uh, the game won't be updated for PlayStation 5 or PlayStation VR 2. I know a lot of people were holding out hope for that being a part of the PlayStation VR 2 library. Uh, beyond that, a couple weeks ago, we had talked about PlayStation VR 2 was off to a bad start. Ryan Dinsdale at IGN wrote, PlayStation, Sony's PlayStation VR 2 is reportedly off to an underwhelming start with the virtual reality headset only expected to sell 270,000 units by the end of March. As reported by Bloomberg, uh, the figure comes from a research firm, IDC, and while 270,000 is still a lot of headsets, reports last year indicated that Sony was looking to produce 2 million PlayStation VR 2 units uh, to be sold by the end of March. Then this week, PlayStation Lifestyles' Nicholas Tan wrote, Sony has reportedly cut PlayStation VR 2 production by 20%. Sony has reduced its PlayStation VR 2 production by 20%, according to Ming-Chi Ko, uh, a tech insider primarily known for his analysis and projections on future Apple products. Uh, this counters a prior statement from Sony in January, where it denied reports that it had cut production numbers to, of the headset due to middling pre-order figures. In addition to this uh, critical update that Sony has cut PlayStation VR 2 uh, production, uh, Co. Uh, does not share a positive outlook on AR and VR headsets for the near future in his latest Medium article. The Meta Quest Pro has shipped around 300,000 units during its production lifestyle cycle, while Pico, a, the biggest AR VR headset company in China, had shipments in 2022 that were more than 40% lower than expected. These figures, Co. Uh, concludes, means that AR slash VR headsets like PlayStation VR 2 are not, quote, the next star product in consumer electronics in the foreseeable future, end quote. He believes Apple is the one is one of the last hopes uh, that this position might change, but he still thinks that the market may overestimate these headsets over the next few years in terms of their overall contribution uh, to companies and uh, that supply components for them. Then you take it to our own impressions of Firewall uh, Ultra here, right? Then you look down the pipe of what's coming to PlayStation VR 2 that we're excited about. For me, it's Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord. Beyond that, Janet, is there a title that's speaking to you that you could say, that's my PlayStation oh my VR gosh. 2 one? I, I don't think so. That's not to say that there isn't one, but nothing comes to mind. Because the real, really the only thing I was looking for on this, besides like before your eyes getting another you know shot at an audience, was Last Clockwinder, which came out alongside the sort of suite of games what the bat was fun i feel like you know horizon's already out i don't personally have anything concrete that i'm looking forward to i just have the hope that we'll see something from like astro or something but i don't sure. have anything concrete to hold on to at this point bless you? same question oh sorry well, uh bless really because you already went yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm even looking up articles of like mo like most anticipated PSVR two games, right? Trying to even right. remember. On remind Reddit, myself on Reddit doc, on, over on the PSVR subreddit, which is super active, right? They have stuff like Fogland, Synapse, Journey uh, to the Foundation. This is a screen. This is a screenshot of all the tiles where somebody's asking, "What are you excited for?" Yeah. Hell Sweeper, Aces of Thunder, Crossfire, Sierra Squad. These aliens. names suck. <laughs> they're yeah, so right? bad. Yeah. They're like the most video gamey video game names ever, despite being like allegedly futuristic or modern technology they are like the names that you see in the back of a character's shelf because they didn't want to pay for the yeah. licenses of the actual games which doesn't help yeah i believe foglands one of the ones that you that you named does that does have not a great name but i believe that's one that we saw a trailer of at a state of play and i thought uh, looked really interesting um is it one that i'm like gonna jump out my seat for like i 
Probably not, but it's one that I want to check out for sure. And then, like, I know it's the lamest answer in the world, but Beat Saber, I'm looking sure. forward to. Is that a game that should already be on PSVR 2 and should be backwards compatible with PSVR 1? Yes. But again, like, I'll take what I can get. So, yeah, I guess those two I'm excited for. And, like, I want more. You know, I think the thing that really, when you read through, when you read through the list, right, I think the immediate reaction being, oh, man, these are some boring-ass titles, right? I think it's the fact that, hey, what are, where, where are the known IP? Like, what are, where are the, like, the horizons of the world? Even though, like, I know for us, Horizon Call of the Mountain was okay, but even more, like, give me a Ghost of Shima VR game where I'm using a sword. Or on, um, this morning on uh, KFGD, I believe it was the post-show, uh, we were having, um, what, somebody asked the question of, what is the game that they could put out for PSVR 2 that would save PSVR 2, that would get you excited? And, like, Great question. Can we, pitch, can we pitch the game? And like as they're asking, I'm like, I don't think I could think of anything that would make me think that you could save PSVR, uh, PSVR 2, right? And get like the wide audience involved, right? I'm not talking about the, the niche VR audience. I'm talking about the wide PlayStation audience excited about it. And, like, and that, again, is the whole thing of, like, is mm-hmm. PlayStation VR 2 dead already, right? It's a loaded question that I know is going to have people hating us before the, the, they even watch the video. But the question stems from making VR something more than it is. Clearly, there's already a VR audience. We know that. PlayStation knows that. There's 270,000 of you, apparently, that are going to buy stuff and be. And I always talked about it with, you know, on uh, the shows of like how impressive it was the attach rate of PlayStation VR and the people that those VR fans bought games. They're still buying games, but we're talking about getting a, a PlayStation VR 3. We're talking about PlayStation VR 2 being something they talk about proudly during a showcase or a state of play and, and talk about, like, hey, here's what our first parties are doing. And for that to happen, it needs to break out of what it is right now. And I don't see them putting boots to the ground to make that happen, right? Mm-hmm. The stuff that's listed here, again, a lot of bad names. As a Ghostbuster fan, of course I'm going to play that, but I don't think that's the breakout thing. And then it's like, okay, well, Resident Evil 4 VR, but it's like, maybe if we didn't just get Resident Evil 4 a remake, like how many people have double-backed and gotten lost in Village since it came out, right? Like, did you, bless? Have you gone back for Village? No. <laughs> yeah, right? And it's like, I, I love Resident Evil... Um, I always fuck this up seven, right? In yeah. VR. Mm-hmm. Like I adored that because it was how I played it to start the game. Like I'm not, I, I, I'm so less interested in going back and playing old stuff that just has a VR mode now. Like I want mm-hmm. the new games. I want the new experiences. And right? it, that's trouble for me when I go, I'm looking, I have so many tabs open with so many different lists, trying to find a list that excites me. Right. I'm on uh, the gamer.com, which we talk about a lot on um, our show, the shit list on Patreon. And they have a list that's <laughs> for called, good and bad <laughs> for good. and bad. Uh, they have a list called the 10 PSVR two games. We can't wait to play. This was, list was published February, 2023. Right. So this is like, pretty much on launch of PSVR 2, and their list goes Cosmonius High, which I think looks interesting, Horizon Call of the Mountain, right? Um, the Dark Picture Switchback VR, which, what's, what's today's day? It's, it, that's been out for like out. almost a month. Oh, like, that's yeah. out. Janet played it. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's so, like, there you go. Again, it's, you're, if you want to be on a roller coaster and feel like, again, I have Greg just really knocked it out of the park with that Dave and Buster's thing. Which, by the way, I don't want people to think that means we don't like Dave and Buster's. I love Dave and Buster's. I got my power play card and I'm ready to go, you know? But yeah, I do think it is very much like that. You are on a coaster and you're shooting some things and it's fun, but also it's like, it's kind of long for what it is. It's kind of fun for what it is, you know? Mm. It's it's fine. I don't think that's making any. It wouldn't. I, I wouldn't leave it on the list. You know what I mean? After playing it. Yeah. But then you have the last Clockwinder. You have Demio, which I I played Demio um, yeah. during the review period, and I thought it was fine. I thought it was a neat concept, right? This tabletop. Should game. I play it because like, or should I just walk I, away? I from I, it? Say, I mean, check it out. Yeah. Okay. Like if you have if, if you already have it, um, like in your library, I'd say check it out. Yeah, boot it up. It, 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 you might you might end up getting into it, right? It's just a tabletop game that you're playing with cards and a, and a board and pieces. It's fun. 
Um, but you have that. You have Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Chapter Two. That's their number five. And number four, you have Star Wars, Tales from Galaxy's Edge. They have a, and that's my thing is like they're listing stuff that I mean I know this yeah. is a launch list, but it's all the stuff that's out. Exactly, Zenith, The Last City, and we know many of these games weren't must play. Yeah, <laughs> at their number or, two, they have Firewall Ultra. <laughs> like yeah. at their number one, they have No Man's Sky. Right, and you're no talking Man's about uh, to your point, Greg. Right, like that is a game that has already been out that has had um, if you are correct me if I'm wrong, right, has had has. VR support for yeah. other yes. VR platforms before. Um, and yeah, like we are talking about games that either get a vr mode or games that are ports from other platforms or games that like have come out and not have, have not hit in the way that you need something to hit if you're trying to sell units right like i'm looking at horizon there and then yeah look at the other list and i'm like it's pretty much the same stuff right grand Turismo 7 pops up on the vg 24 7 list um resident evil village pops up what the bat um tetris effect connected again old game resident res infinite older game kayak vr Almost made me throw up. <laughs> Moss wanted to old games. VR also needed. We need like we do need that stick. Per, which we're not gonna. There's no way we're getting peripheral. Well, I don't say no way because maybe the, we what, would. The, the then, paddle peripheral. Yeah. Well, we need like some type of stick solution for the gun. <laughs> you know, slot it in. Now it's a gun. Slot it in. Now it's a paddle. Because I had the same issue with the paddle. Because you have to do the same deal yeah. where you're where you're holding the two different sense controllers and you're trying to keep it straight, but it's like you don't have anything to hold on to. I literally at one point brought out. Um, like, I have one of those, like, rolling sticks that you can use for, like, massage. And I brought that out to try to, like, create some type of force because, yeah, it's it's just unpleasant. So that I do, is definitely, and that's, that's, and that's such a chicken of the egg, canary of the coal mine, whatever you want it to be, of, like, I know that I saw it in the chat over there and obviously even playing it, I know that the firewall slash VR community is so gung-ho that there will be 3D printable guns they're going to make yeah. to make this work, yeah, yeah. But it's still, like... That is the level of ingenuity you need to get the most out of that game. Whereas, like, I feel like PlayStation is like, well, we already know how small the VR unit, is, the audience is. We're not going to make a peripheral on top of that for the then the fraction of a fraction that would actually want to buy it and play with it. And I think like that's such an indicator of like, all right, cool. Like, I, I stand by that. I don't think the modern PlayStation believes in PlayStation VR too. Do you, do you think there's a title that could be announced that like? turns the tide in a big way or a couple of titles like the one that's that they wrote in with uh this morning was uh some, the suggestion that th that the writer gave was oh yeah well, like the vr game that i would want would be a shadow of the colossus uh, in the style of horizon call the mountain where you're shooting the arrow at the colossi and you're climbing up the colossi like in horizon and i was like that's a genius idea that i would actually get excited for like that's something that i'll be there for day one as somebody who already owns owns vr is there a thing for you for dude greg or you janet where you're like Okay, no, this could turn the tide. This is something that I don't, see, quote unquote save PSVR too. It's no, I don't. There is no turnkey. This is the solution because there are so many different pieces of the puzzle that are off right now, and it, this is always such a frustrating conversation because for me, I feel like it is such a black and white. Oh, this has been sent out to die. This isn't going to do well. This won't be supported. Why? You know, I, I'm ex I want awesome VR experiences. I like the headset. Yada yada. I know none of this matters to the fans that hate me for it, but like. I, this is not going to happen. But then there's the other side of the coin where people are like, no, no, it's going to happen. This was a soft launch for it in so many eyes, right? You can only buy it on the direct link, so it's not in stores for people to find. If they, So consider this a soft launch and consider the blah, blah. And it's like, I can see that argument. I don't, PlayStation has not given me the history for me to believe that argument, right? Why I don't believe that they are, slowly building this out to eventually put it into Best Buys and everything else and be like, look, there's 70 games on it and look all these things. And so it's like, 
it's not only do they need to get it into stores, they need to actually market it, and then they need great stuff, and they need the first parties working on it, but I just believe after PlayStation Move, after PlayStation Vita, that it is that idea of, like, if you're a PlayStation first party, and you're looking at how this has gone and how this supported, are you even remotely interested in making stuff for this thing? No, right? Like, you don't want to do that. Do you want... Everybody wants their game to be the next big thing. I say this not as a knock to... They fucked up, but they got a raw deal. Nobody wants to be Sony Bend. Nobody wants to be Uncharted Golden Abyss on this. Nobody wants to be, hey, we're a very talented studio that makes a lot of great games. Cool. Make Uncharted for the Vita. Okay. That's Naughty Dog's thing. Oh, no, dude. Okay. Well, then you're in their shadow. And then nobody likes you because of that. And, blah, blah, blah. and no, nobody wants to be the people who are like, cool. I'm going to go make the... I'm going to go make the Horizon game that is the VR experience. The VR game. You know what I mean? That like... Let's face it, no one's going to ever talk about when we talk about Horizon. When we get to Horizon 3, it's not going to be, oh, man, oh, don't forget, we had to replay Call of the Mountain yeah. to really understand what's going on in this story. No, that's not what it's going to be. And so nobody wants to do that for Uncharted, Ghost. And then I, But I also think that Sucker Punch, who's, I'm sure, in pre-pro production in general on Ghost 2, or whatever I called it, Ghost of Tsushima 1289, or whatever. <laughs> uh, like, no, nobody over there is like, you know what we should do? Splinter off a team to make a VR experience. Splinter off a team to make a VR experience that we're going to sell... 100,000, 150,000 copies of, like, you know what I mean? That we're going to have people play. Like, that's just not worth it. And so then it's this whole thing of, like, I think there's already a chilling effect in the same way. And again, maybe I'm just burned by Vita and Move, but just a chilling effect of, like, here's this new thing. Isn't it great? No, it's not. Oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to make stuff for it. So now it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that it's dead and it's not going to get any cool. And again, PlayStation isn't fighting that. A lot of people wrote in. I was like, I put up a, 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 a vlog. I put up a tweet. Hey, is PlayStation VR dead? Why or why not? And so many people wrote in being like, listen, it's up to PlayStation if it's alive or dead, right? Which I agree to agree with to an extent, right? But uh, Blandy... Avoiding the question, I see. People writing in. That's not the question. Blandy Yee wrote in and said, if their showcase this summer highlights their roadmap, Half-Life Alex, and what players can expect, and, and why players can expect parity on the games that are released for MetaQuest 2, then I think they'll survive. Not a fucking chance. And again, that's not because that's a bad that Blandy nails it. That yes, that would be very helpful. PlayStation won't do that. Mm-hmm. PlayStation's not gonna come out and be like, if you didn't notice, PlayStation VR 2 has come out. We've had these things, they're doing great, call of the mountain, yada yada yada. And here's what's going on for the next year, five years, six months, whatever it's going to be. And on top of that, here's Half-Life Alex. And on top of that, like, and they're not gonna mention MetaQuest 2 and parody all there. Like, you might get pieces of that. You might get, hey, here are three or four PlayStation VR 2 games that are coming are maybe one of those is first party. Maybe one of those is an IP that's been farmed out to somebody else from the first party. Like, I just don't believe. And I feel like that's both me being a student of how PlayStation does things and then also just where PlayStation's at right now. I just, I don't see them coming out and burning showcase being like, let, let us sell you on PlayStation VR. I see, I see them going like, oof, trains out of station on VR. Let's continue to focus on PlayStation 5 and make you buy a PlayStation 5. Am I wrong, Janet? You tell me I'm wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I mean to bring it back to some of the like original line of questioning, like is there a, a way out of here? Can we dig up? Some might wonder. The answer is probably not. Um, I mean, there's things obviously that I'd be excited about. Like, sure, I know we have the Media Molecule Dreams thing. Media Molecule is a weirdo, Perfect. talented studio. Them, them doing something in VR would be exciting to me because they, you know, no pun intended, do feel like dreamers when they. When they sell stuff, I want to buy it. The way they talk about what they do and their vision and their creativity gets me excited about 
what they're working on, no matter what it is. Um, and I think so much of that energy was in the product that they had made with Dreams. Um, that being said, I'd be kind of surprised if they like did it. You know, I think they're to me. You not to jump ahead, but the leaving Dreams and moving on. I feel like you would want to move on to something that has more potential for mainstream success and accolade. And I feel like VR would be the opposite of that. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I just feel like one of the problems with VR, PSVR 2 specifically, and, P and VR in general, is there, I think the way it's been shown so far with PSVR 2, is so much of that stuff, besides being poorly named titles, it's a lot of the same kind of stuff. Yeah. I look and I get, I'm in first person, and I have a gun, and maybe I can, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the menus with my eyes, and now I realize, holy cow, my eyes never stop moving around the screen. <laughs> I hate this, actually. <laughs> I have weirdo eyes, and I've never thought of that until I put on a PSVR 2 headset and tried to use the eye tracking for menus, and it was like, duh, 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 duh. anyway, but there's so such a lack of it's such a rarity and feeling like I'm getting not just a unique and interesting experience, but one that I can only have in VR and that's enhanced by VR. I think there's so few and far between it amplifies the difficulty of selling those things. And then we think about what those experiences are, how mainstream appealing are those experiences? You know, I love what the bat to piece is. I feel like a lot of people would not really care about that game. I think it's awesome, but it's such a, specific things so then what do you need then you need a lot of breath and a degree of depth within that breath i don't think they have either so for whether it's because of lack of support whether it's because of you know frankly being really ingenious with that kind of technology is difficult um there are so again so few games that really really nail it like that list is not that long versus you think of like lists of some of the greatest games ever yeah we can debate oh man too many to even fit in a top 25 top 100 you don't have that same feeling with vr it is a lot of it all gets bounded together of oh well now i'm shooting and the bullets are green because they're magic or they're whatever like it's like i feel like i'm seeing the same thing over and over again and i don't care about it and then when you try to attach it to well this has a vr mode oh wow P resident evil vr 8 you know village resident evil 8 Resident Evil Village VR is good. No shit, it's going to be good. The game is good. Give me something new. Give me something fresh. Give me something that I can't have in any other way that I need to have here, and they don't have that. All right, so as everybody knows, I love the Trogs, and I love the kind of <laughs> funny people, and I love a good debate and in, in, in argument. I want to talk to Ryan Povala-Higgins. In the live uh -oh. chat, he goes, games take years to develop. Sony must have planned a slate of first-party games for VR, too. My question is, what gives you that confidence? What were what was the first party slate for PlayStation VR one? Yes, Blood and Truth, which I see you bring up here. Blood and Truth launched three years after the VR one launch. Be patient, folks. Ryan, it is 2023. It is the most competitive video games industry that's ever existed. You can't launch this and say wait three years for it to be good. That nobody has that time level. And you also, uh, Ryan also said, and again, if you're new around here, Ryan is awesome and is in all uh, great all the time. So I'm not at all arguing with him or dunking on him. I'm trying to have a very disjointed conversation with him. He also says they've invested too much to bin it after all these months. I don't think they're going to bin it. I don't think you're going to hear Jim Ryan say, hey, guess what? PlayStation VR was a huge mistake. We're done with it. We're not doing anything else with it. It's over. We're not even selling them anymore. That's not what I think it's going to be. I think it's just going to be a similar slow death of the Vita. Cool. That exists. If you like the VR experiences, like uh, Kayak VR Mirage and Pavlov and all these other generic-ass sounding games, there are still independent third-party VR developers who are making things for the Quest and for us and for any other unit that they are putting out there. But back to Janet's thing, 
they're all running together. They're all the same kind of idea. Back to my argument, there's all this Dave and Buster's machine. Like, yeah. That's why it hurts so much that they didn't do a state of play or a showcase that was focused in on VR games, right? The fact that that, that stuff was all bundled together in a PlayStation blog, right? And it's been spread out amongst like different state of plays. It's like, oh yeah, here's your VR section with Demio and XYZ game. I... If, if there's an opportunity opportunity there to really highlight and go, hey, no, the, these are the games that make PSVR 2, PSVR 2. This is why you should care about Demio. This is why you should care about this kayaking game. This is why you should care about Horizon, right? Like, that is a thing that they need to come at us with and go, hey, no, we believe in this thing, and here's the resources and time yeah. for us to tell you why we believe in it and why you should believe in it. They didn't really do that at all. And to Ryan Pavola's um, point earlier about, you know, um, they've invested too much. It has been in, uh, after a few months. I don't think it's. I don't think it's them looking at the scope of it after two months and going, "Oh man, we fucked up." No, we don't believe in this anymore. I think they stopped believing it years ago. <laughs> like I'm with Greg, where um, a, a long while ago you mentioned the, like that you wouldn't be surprised if uh, PSVR two never comes out, just for the idea of how the industry has changed over the years and like with the pandemic coming and all the uh, pandemic happening and all these other factors going into it. It's kind of a weird time to invest in a new big VR platform. And I think, what, maybe a, a year, two years, three years ago, right? Like, I think PlayStation is probably like, well, fuck. Like, we've already, we're already in motion. We got to put this thing out. We got to eat it if it doesn't perform, right? And, like, looking at the space, I don't get think. Get some money rather than no money. Yeah, get some money rather than no money, right? We've already promised this thing or people are already expecting this thing. We've already announced this thing. Like, hey, just put it out and we'll do what we do, right? And I think, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see maybe one or two two first party games announced i don't expect anything big i expect hopefully fingers crossed like something that is a oh yeah here's a horizon call of the mountain like that is using a first party ip and we're making this thing look beautiful and hopefully like for me the game plays better than that right but like i i'm sure they have one of the two one or two of those in the tuck that might come out over the course of maybe the next year or so but i don't expect anything beyond that like i don't think three years from now you're going to be getting heavy hitters for PSVR 2, unless some miracle happens where P where PSVR 2 has a wide and That's a great way to put it. Yeah, I think you're going to see, obviously there is, to Ryan's point, games take years to develop. There's mm. stuff, obviously, that's going to be in the pipeline. Uh, I do think you'll still see stuff for, uh, here in the next year and a half that is like, oh, it is a big deal. It is a big IP. Maybe not even a PlayStation IP, but a bigger IP. Uh, that'll be exclusive to it, at least at launch. And then what does that do? And where does that go? And is that going to move units? And I going to change it. Uh, since I have been on top of Ryan, I want to make sure we get his response to what some of the stuff I said. He says, PlayStation has invested more money after a bad PSVR. PSVR VR 2 will never be huge, but we need to give them the opportunity. They've seen something to invest more money. And again, this then, my response to that, and to close it out on Ryan, since like we won't just have a disjointed conversation through the chat the entire time, but Ryan, as always, I appreciate you being a supporter. Thank you so much. Uh, I agree with you to an extent there, where I don't even think that PlayStation VR was not bad. PlayStation VR was not, we set the world on fire. This is the most popular thing at all, but it was them starting down this VR journey. And again, I'll, not to beat a dead horse, but they were very clear about it. We're starting a new journey. This is like the PlayStation 1 all over again. We're starting something brand new here. I don't think it was bad. I think it was successful. I think it outperformed their expectations into what Blessing is saying, which is copying my work from previous arguments, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like they invested the money then at that point being like, Hey, there is something here. There is an artery. We've tapped an artery here. People like this. Let's double down. Let's put more into it. They did. They got to developing PSVR 2. And as they got closer and closer to launching PlayStation VR 2, and I'm talking about still in pre-pro before it was even announced, the world changed and shifted. And PlayStation VR did run into a ceiling and did hit a thing of like, oh, this is as far as it's going to go. And so then to have what PlayStation VR 2 is now, again, 
PlayStation makes me think that PlayStation doesn't believe in PlayStation VR 2 being a big deal. PlayStation makes me think that they think PlayStation VR 2 is pretty much PlayStation VR 1. And I would say the experiences we've had on it for the most part drive that home. To the old, to the tried and true Shuhei, this is a PlayStation 1 all over again. PlayStation VR 2 does not feel like the PlayStation 2. PlayStation VR 1 to PlayStation VR 2 does not feel like PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 2 for me. The experiences in games feel dramatically like, oh, cool, there's new tech here with the eye tracking or this and the fidelity and da-da-da-da-da, the you know, inside-out tracking, but it doesn't feel like, holy shit, this is so different than what I did on PlayStation uh, VR 1. Uh, like I said, is it dead? A whole bunch of other responses were written in. Uh, Keegan, of course, said, was it ever alive? <laughs> A lot of people put in that joke. Uh, Cal- <laughs> Callum Hurley said no, because despite not being a runaway success, it is performing better than PlayStation VR, which Sony considered a success. With the PlayStation Direct limitation and lack of marketing, I think this is the sort of soft launch for them, but I do believe it will remain niche. Xanagir wrote in and said, if Naughty Dog released a game for it and got a bunch of 10s, then maybe it would sell? Is it too late? I don't know. Maybe. I'm an early VR adopter, but I have absolutely no interest in putting on my headset for the games coming out. Sim racing is the only reason I own VR. And then Gaming from Canada wrote in and said, it's probably going to die at some point sooner than later, but just got mine last month and have been enjoying it. Hope for more banger game releases before it dies out. We, of course, will be watching and waiting, ladies and gentlemen, to see what happens and where it goes. But my, my, like, I love, you know, this and I hope, and and I think that's the other thing too, is like, what we say is, for everything we're saying here, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that PlayStation is biding their time. I hope that they do a showcase in May, and it's like, shut the fuck up, Greg. Here are all these great experiences in Naughty Dog's game and Insomniac's game, or their IP, and we've partnered with talented people and yada, 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 and I go, fuck. There are seven great PlayStation VR games with recognizable names or studios behind that I can't wait to. I hope that happens. This is not me on my throne it's just me talking about video games and being like fuck man i don't believe that they turn this around i don't believe this ever gets to something else yeah um i guess for my for my final answer of is psvr2 dead right like i don't know if i'd say it's already dead but it is i feel like we're in that moment of a Fortnite match where it's been down <laughs> and it, need, it needs like somebody to come <laughs> oh, through <no. laughs> yeah it's when you hear the, the chicken chicken like what well, that 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 um jingle you hear when you go when you get downed uh, and is waiting for PlayStation. It's it's somebody's got to revive. Yeah, it's dual mate. Like well, yeah, Jim like Ryan needs to come. Ask- through. Jim, I'm down. Jim, come through. Kevin's. I was going like, to ask that next. Across is- the field, of course. Running over to yeah, revive. Jim, where yeah. you at? Kevin, where you at? Please. Yeah, I'm is, down. There, is there a reboot van in this metaphor? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll like, find out. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think it's impossible that like it's able to come through and it's, and by if 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 it like I again yeah. I, if, we if, when we're just using words, it's so hard to be like. What is impossible? Well, what's what's the metric for success? And yada yada yada. If they were able to mm-hmm. turn this around and have everyone go like, "Holy shit, that is great!" If they're able to make Gary Wood go, "I gotta buy a PlayStation VR too," yeah. or and I, you know, yeah. like any the the everybody in the office, I guess, because only Blessing and I have our review units. I canceled my pre order uh, when they were like, "We're sending you." I'm like, "Good, I don't want to. I wouldn't buy this." And that's me saying that right yeah. back when I went uh, beyond episode one when I was like, "I won't buy a PS3." Like, I don't. Feel if they can convince people out there to be like, no, we need to buy this. And that's the other thing people, hands down, the biggest, is it dead? If they don't drop the price, it is. Everybody brought up the price. Yeah. So many people brought up how much expensive it is and stuff like that. It's very expensive. But even that, is that the silver bullet? Hey, guess what? It's only $350 now. It's only, you know what I mean? It's only it's $350 now. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like, 
What 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 is what is the experience you've heard people talking about this that you go I can't have to play that but it's just too expensive right now. Oh, I got to play that it's just too expensive. I don't know what the game is and or if it exists but called Astrobot Rescue Mission 2. That is true. If you think things are too expensive, well, go to patreoncom funny. <laughs> are we too expensive? Money. You can find out when you look at the prices, but mainly you can go there to get the show ad-free. You can get dozens and dozens of exclusive programming each and every month only on patreoncom funny. But guess what, Jack? You're not on patreoncom funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right. You, you, you out there. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money and it can help you too. Stop throwing away your money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to Rocket money.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny r-o-c-k-e-t-m-o-n-e-y.com slash kind of funny this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell with Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blessing, what happened this week in PlayStation? We talked a little bit about this already, but Sony is ending support for Dreams. Motherfucker! In September. This is Ollie Walsh at Polygon. Media Molecule, the Sony-owned developer of Dreams, has announced it will end live service support for the PS4 game creation system in September as it concentrates on a different project. Quote, we made the difficult decision to discontinue live support for Dreams after the 1st of September, 2023, to shift our focus to an exciting new project, the studio said in a blog post. I guess what? Do we do a moment of silence? How do we treat this? Do we sure. are, are, well, the problem is when you do the moment of silence on the podcast, people have that thing. Oh, they put it out. The so the silence doesn't work. But yeah. we can still do it. All, All right. right. Ladies and gentlemen, a moment of silence uh, for the one and only dreams. Super sad. Super sad. You know? 
I agree with that. Thank you. It was the most human. Uh, you know, we, it's funny because the day before this announcement happened, we talked about it on Games Daily. It was one of the ones uh, for the new section we're doing at the end where we just uh, chat with the Super Chats. Um, what a weird story for Dreams. What a great idea. Again, I think from a PlayStation of a different age. That was my yeah. whole point of this is like when we were talking about it, I'm like, in the same way I think VR wouldn't get greenlit today, I don't think a Dreams would get greenlit again either because like PlayStation now is AAA narratives, visuals, graphics, let's go. And Media Molecule is the cool arts table with the popsicle sticks and doing all sorts of crazy shit with clay you'd never expect. But like for them to give you this giant toolbox of uh, games creation is cool and sounds so cool, but like if I was PlayStation and I was looking at it, I'd go like, where's the money? You know what I mean? Like it, Little Big Planet had DLC after DLC after DLC of superheroes costumes and this, that, and the other. I mean, they're real partnerships with DC and Marvel and all that stuff, like, right? Like that didn't happen in Dreams because you could create everything in Dreams and yada, yada, yada. And like since the launch of Dreams, you know, when we were talking about this show, and I'll do it right now, I'd always we'd be mid-conversation about it and I would go to my little PSI Love You folder, right? And then I would click over on, yeah, in dreams.me and it tells you how many people are online, right? Like what's actually going on with it right now? Oh, I got to sign it. I'm signed down. But, you know, you go in there and it tells, and it was never like this colossal number. No. It was always this thing of like, oh, right, right now there are 705 players online right now. 705 players online crowd, right you know? now. And again, I think when we've done this experiment in the past, it's usually around 1,200 and this is years ago, probably when we were doing this, it was still at work from home and it's a bummer, but also understandable, but also, you know what I mean? Like when dreams launched, we finally got it. I was like, yes. Oh my God. I love a little bit of planet. I love media molecule. I played through the stuff they put out. I had a lot of fun with it, but then when I went in to create stuff, right? Like it was like, Oh, this is, this is next level creation. Like there's a lot of tutorials and a lot of things to do, but I am overwhelmed at how much stuff there is to do and how much to make my vision come alive. It would happen. Obviously, Thousands of uh, kind of funny of dreams fans rose to that occasion and banded together. And I've been in a bunch of their games and they have sculptors and VO people and audio people. And it's like, that's fucking awesome. And I love that that happened. But why isn't this game free on PlayStation Plus? Why isn't it pre installed on PlayStation 5s? Why isn't there a PlayStation 5 version? Why isn't it on the PlayStation Plus extra? Why isn't it on PC? Why isn't it on PC? Why isn't it on a premier PSVR 2? Like, like, that's the thing that frustrates me about the treatment of dreams is that I feel like Media Molecule as a studio tried way harder to market this thing than PlayStation themselves. And God bless them with the impies and everything else. And yeah, I mean, like, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like, they, it's one of those things of, I don't want to ever, sh I'm not taking shots at anybody. I feel though like with Media Molecule, and Abby just left, but like, when you had, Ab you had Abby there and you had Tom there and you had like a development team and a community that had a voice. Whereas I really feel like I don't get that vibe from Sucker Punch. I don't get that vibe from Naughty Dog. I mean, they blog here and there, but it's like you're very much doing the corporate thing of what's, you know, and I, that's the job. I get it. Whereas like this felt like they were an indie studio doing something, but they were a PlayStation. Yeah. And I, yeah. And like it's, it's frustrating from the idea that there are, there are so many steps like from the release of dreams. I remember us talking about all the time and being like, 
oh, well, when they do, if they do this when the PS5 comes out, okay, well, oh, man, when the next PSVR comes out, they do this. Oh, man, all, PlayStation is porting all their games to PC. I, I, I think I, I, that was probably a topic for us at some point, right? At least it was, it was a talking uh, talking point, the idea of, man, once they put this thing on PC, the way that Dreams is going to blow up is going to be huge because the tools are so approachable for people that, you know, aren't super deep into game design or don't have a super uh, uh, deep skill set of knowledge of how to use Unreal and other, other um, video game creation tools. Dreams is approachable. Dreams is accessible. Dreams is something that is going to speak to such a wide audience. And being able to do that on PC is going to blow that up and open that up for so many people to get involved and create really cool creations with this thing. The, the fact that they never did that, for me, is like not just a missed opportunity. For me, it's upsetting. For me, like we just missed something huge. Like yeah. what Dreams could have been well, on I mean, PC. Back to like, you know, PlayStation believing or how much they invest in what their vision is as a company going forward, right? I remember the early days of Dreams where there were like conversations of like, well, maybe and like this is happening behind the scenes of like, I, maybe, I think they talked about it in some official capacity of looking into like, allowing people to make games and dreams and then publish them and make yeah. money on them and do this thing. And it was like, I remember reading all that like, not a fucking chance, mm -hmm. not a fucking chance. PlayStation is going to do that unless this game got huge. Like for me, dreams should have been a, an app on the dashboard, right? It should have been like a free, Hey, this is, this is uh, YouTube for video games. You can uh, download the app. You can play all these different dreams for free. And then maybe you pay to actually get the creation tools, right? Or maybe you do PS plus or something, right? Maybe it's $20. Um, this should have been a thing that was way more widely accessible for the audience because yeah, like these tools are incredible. And it's, I, I genuinely think that this was, I, I think we could have gotten to that point where people are publishing their dreams and actually charging money because for the stuff that we like, we check out dreams every year for the, for the MP awards. I checked it out a couple of years ago for the, the blessing show. And the things that people were making in dreams are fantastic creations. Like, you know, oh, yeah. a, a, a lot of them bled together in terms of art style because they are, they do have that dreams fuzzy look, but there are plenty that did stand out. There are plenty that did have a lot, a lot of different ideas. There was one um, that we played for the, this last MPs that was like this first person horror game. I think it was called friend request. Yeah and a friend bought yeah friend request i think and that one was really cool i played that and i was like dude i'll totally buy this on steam for like ten dollars or something and, pl and play through it this is such a cool idea um but yeah like janet I, I know you were with me on the mp awards uh, uh judging panel like how do you take this news yeah i mean this is really sad i think i have a lot of the same sentiments that y'all do with the missed opportunities for making i would say so the the product is so sound and it's so good and there's such a passion between the people making dreams and the people making games in dreams and the people playing dreams like everyone that fucks with it fucks with it but the problem is it's hard to get people on board with it um for a number of reasons one the price point to the in inherent intimidation of a game that sells itself as a place to make games that's always just a little bit intimidating because everyone always feels like they can't really be creative in that way the tool set is complicated you can do collab stuff but the collab stuff's kind of more complicated than the more streamlined tool sets that you see in things like little big planet or even mario maker in the more modern era so it had enough going against it like just enough to create enough hesitancy that turned into a form of resistance in terms of, I think, mainstream success. I think Dreams is something that everyone appreciates. And, you know, we talked about this a bit for, I think it was either one or two episodes ago that we had the most underrated PlayStation game. And I mentioned Dreams being one of them. While super critically acclaimed, it's the thing that everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. But no one really cares. I mean, obviously, the people that care care and they care heavily. <laughs> but we want, like, that could be so much bigger. Yeah. And there was such a frustration, I think, 
among us and so many people that really champion dreams to make it more than what it was. And even myself with all my passion for the game and I'm like, oh, I always have it installed. Like I went back to it, I tell story all the time, but on New Year's Eve and I'm like, let's boot it up and just search up fun stuff, search up New Year's Eve stuff. I've had so much fun looking at, you know, fan-made versions of games that I like. You know, look at who, what, what are people doing with Jack and Daxter in Dreams? There, I went to a PlayStation Park in Dreams. That was awesome. And I told other people to go. We would hang out in the PlayStation Park. And it was so, like, there's so many cool things that happened in there. Um, and yet it still just didn't get enough, I think, of the attention that it really needed. And part of that is the stuff that you guys mentioned, you know, wanting it to be on PS, being like such a good, like, obviously it's got to go on PS Plus at some point. It never did. The PC thing, just the, the lack of ever making it into that market space aspect like this could so easily be playstation's itch.io but with like a dev toolkit inside and it it's not and not that it necessarily needed to have that sales component and i obviously they tell the talk about all the time how oh there are people that made their game portfolio in dreams they got jobs in like the For industry sure. through dreams so it's not like dreams didn't have some aspect of you know of a career through line yes of like a more practical you know outside of the the whole point of of why they made dreams like when you look back at the interviews and the discussions back when they were first launching it was they wanted video game development to be a hobbyist thing they're like the way you can pick up a guitar casually and but we want dreams to be that and while dreams ha has those aspects i think it has so much depth that there is that intimidation factor a little bit so it's just like a an unfortunate mix of things that we're going against it. And frankly, I knew this day was coming at some point. Obviously, this day comes at some point for Forever. pretty much every live service game. Not DC Universe I'm Online. Still, I'm still, <laughs> yeah, well, almost every game. I'm still sad to see that it's here now when I think, to y'all's point, there were so many boxes left unchecked. Like if we could have just got, you know, just a little something to, to get it more yeah. out there and have it be a little bit more of a conversation piece would have been nice before uh, this happened. But I am excited for their next project. Of and course. I I don't want to say that I would necessarily make this trade, but maybe I kind of would. Like, I love Media Molecule's work, and I love Dreams, but I also want to see something else other than Dreams. And if this is what it took, then I'm willing to accept that. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it's this really interesting evolution from Little Big Planet because there's plenty of people who got their jobs in game development through Little Big Planet as well. Like, we had people on, you know, from Sumo Digital, which is funny because then they obviously did Little Big Planet stuff. But... It is that idea that, you know, I feel like Dreams is almost a game that was created for us. And what I mean by that is us three, obviously, Barrett, and then all of you watching or listening. It was a game like, oh, people who play games love the idea of creating games. They'd love to do that. Let's make that. And that is like true that a lot of people listening and watching thought that's a cool idea and did it, but like not mainstream. And this always goes back to talking about playstations of different eras and the playstation that greenlit dreams versus the playstation that was playstation when dreams was released of just like was the playstation that approved the dreams what was their metric for success what did they expect it to sell copies wise where did they expect it to go this is a game that came out and was critically acclaimed it did really well people did in terms of review scores people really did like it and thought it was cool but yeah it never it was it was never going to bury the needle in sales but did they expect that did they want that where did they want it to go like i think you know, stripping even little big planets so complicated as it went on, right? In terms of you can create levels. Well, now you can create full games. Now you can create whatever, and then dreams becomes this thing. Like Mario Maker, right? Is so simple. Like you can make a two D Mario level, right? Like you don't have to worry about it. even little big planet. I would screw things up when I was making my levels because it would suddenly be more three D than I wanted it to be. Like I'm, 
I am sad to see Dreams go, not because I played Dream a lot, but because of the potential, because of the community, because of uh, the gem I think it was for PlayStation in terms of like, look what you can do with games. But I'm excited to see it go because I really think Media Molecule's next game will be not mechanic-wise, but it will be like Tearaway. Here is a game. Here is a game with an objective and a start and a finish and a thing and a character and like what we're doing. And I don't think it'll be as open as like, it's several games that we made and we'll add to and we'll do this thing, but you can create whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I think there'll be a creation component similar to Tearaway, but not like create, play, share with everybody as much as create your own world around it. And I think that could be really neat. Next up, Shuhei Yoshida is now PlayStation Stars Digital Collectible. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicles. Sony Interactive Entertainment's Shuhei Yoshida has been added to the PlayStation Stars loyalty program as a digital collectible. So cute. A bobblehead version of the PlayStation veteran can be unlocked simply by playing one of six games he has recommended. Uh, they are A Space for the Unbound, Before Your Eyes, Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, and The Night Witch. Uh, Greg, I think you're the only one in the world that's actually booted up playstation stars if i if i've already played uh, nope. before your eyes now i had to boot it up again yep and dang it all right that that was my thing is i made the rookie mistake of of course from thinking everyone knew about playstation stars so i tweeted about this today i'm like this is the first playstation stars i'm excited and so many people are like oh my god you gotta play before your eyes oh you should play cult of lamb I'm like uh oh, no like i i realize it says zero percent but i have played those games mm-hmm. it's just that you need to do it in the thing to get it going but i did when I put it out, uh, the one, the only, the Don Imran Khan would respond to like, "You should play. You would really like a space between a space, oh, for, a space the for the unbound." Like, I don't yeah. know anything about that game. Uh, Michael um, Hyam loved it. He was playing it. I, I've seen him playing a it magical adventure about two high school sweethearts at the end of their school days and the end of the world. Explore a crumbling town and help friends face their inner demons, which could be the key to stopping uh, reality itself from disintegrating. And don't forget to pet the cats. This sounds like such a Greg Miller game. It does. Right? I'm playing it. I'm liking it so far. I haven't. I picked it up and I stopped for a long time, so I don't. You know, I have to get back to it. Um, the art style is really cute. The first, like, I forgot if it's chapter based. I think it is, but the first, like, two chapters. Like, the first one's like it's very straightforward, but then it gets kind of like funky and trippy, which funky. is cool. Like, it's sort of nodding to that, like, that description you just read, where it's talking about the end of the world and all this, this kind of surrealist, trippy, otherworldly aspect. You get a little hint of that at the end of the first chapter, and then it goes back into being like very much a mundane setting. So I'm still in the mundane portion, so I can't speak to like when is this gonna pick up and I'm gonna be in tears. Like I don't see that through line yet, but everyone guarantees that I'll get there. The writing's quite good, and so far it's very much um, sort of fetch quest chain adventure energy you know left to right oh you talk to somebody they're like oh, i really could use this pillowcase then four feet later oh look i found a pillowcase on the floor oh. i guess it's for the other guy it's that gameplay flow at least that early on um but again everyone does guarantee that like oh it's gonna really pick up in a way that is gonna make this on a lot of people's best ofs for different aspects so i'm kind of i'm waiting for that part to kick in but it is quite beautiful and i'm enjoying my time it does have a platinum on playstation and i think it's pretty achievable it seems and it's kind of um i think a game that lends itself to doing all the things that it sets you out to do and it has like a nice like little construct it's very cozy has a cool construction of at one point like you and your girlfriend make this list of things you want to do and it's like oh why don't we just do this now like it's it's got like a nice quaint cozy town feel to it so i think you should at least check it out yeah space for the unbound i will i will do that everybody not soon what's the night witch i haven't played the night witch (laughs) i've not i've not heard of the night witch 
Right? Which means that I gotta, I, I should put notifications on. I mean, if Shu likes it, yeah. I mean, if whenever Shu speaks, I listen because he's he's recommended quite a few games where I'm like, you were right, you're absolutely right. Chicory played because of Shu and because of Jana Garcia, I believe. Thank you. And then the Night Witch is a handcrafted Netflix, so. Metroidvania shoot 'em up adventure, uh, reminding all of the importance of saying thank you. Shoot, oh, I remember this game. Uh, shoot 'em up spellcasting sorcery. Encounter evil foes and choose whether you wield your magic or use your weapons and wits to take them out. This looks this looks cool. I'm not I, uh, I I'm not the biggest fan of the art style. Like the art style reminds uh, me of like almost like flash monster. game type art style. Even though mm. it is pretty detailed. Just in the shit on the indie devs all day long. Why don't you listen? You know, you know what I what, how I feel about indie games. It's like get more people working on your game. <laughs> Why is there only two of you? <laughs> 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 oh my god! It's published by Team Seventeen, so they've published other games I've liked. So why not? Why not? Why not? There you go. Why? Um, PS Plus Extra games for April have been announced. For PS Plus Extra, you're getting Kana Bridge of Spirits, Doom Eternal, Rise Republic, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, plus The Old Blood, Slay the Spire, Monster Boy, The Evil Within, Bass Master Fishing, Paradise Killer, and Sackboy. And then for PS Plus Premium, uh, Premium's April lineup, you're getting Doom, Doom 2, Doom 64, Doom 3, and Dishonored Definitive Edition. Cool. Solid a, a solid, a solid list, yeah, for sure, for sure. Now it's time for PlayStation Picks. This is, of course, where we talk about the games that have come out this week and the games each, each of us have picked to play on PlayStation. The drop this week looks like this. Uh, there's Fatal Frame, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse for PS5 and PS4. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What up, what up? This what is up? an old-ass list. Yeah. This is ancient. Wait, what it's did I? Old. Before your eyes, DC Justice League, we played that. <laughs> I was that. wondering, I'm like, the did wreck, the wreck come I out? Oh, what, right? did I, what went wrong blessing, here? Not blessing. Greg was like, oh yeah, the wreck, don't play it, don't bother. Yeah, no. no except for the platinum out. that I went and got and wasted a bunch of time. <laughs> oh, what month are we in? <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, you know, Janet, I saw you tweet about it. And I think you streamed it, but I did a DC Justice League since you did that. Okay. The Cosmic Chaos. I, I thought that was really cute. It's, it's it one, very cute. I played it for the night and didn't come back to it. It wasn't like it's like the most engaging thing, but I was like, oh, this is cute. This is fun. I yeah. like all the costumes. It is better than I thought it would be because I went in being like, this might sure. just be the day of the, my flop day because I also played Oni, Birds of the Mice Oni that day, and it was awful. Terrible game. Really bad. Then I played this, and I'm like, you got to carry. And you're honestly, on a regular day, this would be like the worst thing I play. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really cute. Like, the art style is very charming. It's like, very much a mindless chill game with like a little bit more depth than i was expecting um definitely a kind of kid friendly more simplistic than even like a minecraft dungeon sort of vibe like you're walking around you can fly it was nice it was better than i th was expecting so good enough for me i haven't returned to it either good enough for me good enough for me i'm down to return to it but i would want to return to it with isaiah or just somebody else because i, I think there's just not quite enough there for me to want to do it by myself sure and I like the fact that, like, you have all these different characters that all have different abilities. I feel like the synchronicity between the two would be more appealing than just being solo dolo, switching between all of them. Sure, sure, sure. Well, the drop for this week. I think I just got for the one from last last uh, month. Maybe that's what happened. But it happens, man. But yeah, uh, this week you're getting Sherlock Holmes: The Awakened Remake for P uh, for PS5 and PS4, and then Mega Man Battle Network Mega Legacy Man, Collection Man. for PS4. Greg, cool. Which pick to play on PlayStation this week? I believe it or not, I'm still playing the redacted game from last week and then got another game that I barely scratched the surface on, but also mm -hmm. redacted until tomorrow. Spider-Man 2? Yeah, exactly. Spider-Man 2's review embargoes up tomorrow. Let's go. They're doing a weird thing They're where the reviews go up before they reason. talk about the release date. And I just be Venom was right. <laughs> <laughs> Janet, what'd you pick to play? 
Um, I'm playing Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Right? How old is this document that we're looking at here? <laughs> Everything's just very old on this section of the show. Um, still working towards the platinum. You know, like I mentioned before, when I stream, I have a daily sub goal, and if that goal's hit, I do a platinum or I do a trophy hunt where I get at least one trophy and I'll play for like whatever amount of time. If I can get a couple in the time, I'll get a couple. I'm doing the new game plus, so I'm replaying through it. Couple things that stand out. One. I really hope the next game has a streamer mode. To my knowledge, let me know if I'm wrong, because I looked for it. There is no streamer mode to get rid of the licensed music. So every time I upload my VODs, I have to do the mute song for every second. It's awful. Um, So I hope they add that in there. The trophy that I got, I forgot the name of it offhand, um, but it's when you go to your dad's grave. So I did that one. The game help in this is also very cool that they have that. I just looked at the game help within the game. It told me where to go for the in the cemetery. I went there. It was all good. Easy peasy. The other thing I spent my time working on during um, my replay is, you know, I'm, I'm pretty early. I just got to like where they had like Christmas dinner or whatever. So uh, right before that, they give you like a general mission where it's like, okay, you fight a couple guys, like whatever. Um, I'm working on the challenges. I noticed, funny enough, like there's so many things you can do in the game, but I really kind of just you know, button button mash and chill my way through. It's not hard to look stylish playing it because of the takedowns and all that. But I realized like, oh my God, I'm missing some really basic trophies. Like I never really did ceiling takedowns. I did a lot of stealth where I was perched on things, but I was never like on the ceiling or on the wall doing like the specific takedowns. So I'm spending my time just focusing on those takedowns, which is really fun. Like I really like playing this game stealthily when I can. So it just gives me another like tool that I wasn't really using to do that. Um, and I'm also knocking out those challenges, little ones where you like type in on the computer and Peter is like, Hey, this is going to be you jumping on the thing. One thing I noticed when you try to retry those and get the best score is there's only like two types of dialogue you get and they just repeat over and over again. So I heard, you know, when I did this with MJ, shut up, Pete. Like, can we just, like, turn <laughs> the, and, and if I was we playing, like, not streaming, it, <laughs> if I was not streaming, I probably would just, I don't know, mute the TV and put on a song or something because it's, it's very unappealing to have that very deep cut nitpick i don't know maybe i'm getting too specific here in the weeds but that i found that to be an unappealing part of this process sure. but i'm enjoying getting the you know trophies overall and it's a nice way to double dip into what did this game do what do i want to see in the continuation of the franchise as we kind of gear up for spider-man 2 so that's what i've been working on on playstation well oh, yeah uh, I played Plus, before. What you been playing? I played before your eyes hey! on PSVR too. That's a very good video game. I had yeah, a very good time with it. Um, I think you, uh, uh, you Janet, and you Greg were right in terms of oh, this is a game to play on PSVR too. Like this, if you're getting PSVR two, pick this game up and play through it. Um, the story is powerful. Like it's a, it's one that's really engaging, especially with the mechanic of blinking your eyes in order to progress time in certain points. Yeah. Like I think it's an engaging mechanic. I even think about the fact that when I was booting it up, like, oh, I'm not going to need controllers for this thing. Like I can put down the controllers and just play this with my eyes. Like the whole game was designed around that, which I think is really neat. Um, the story, writing, dialogue, all engaging throughout. Like there wasn't a moment where I was bored by what was happening. And um, I think mechanically, like, yeah, having moments where it is, oh, man, I really wanted to hear what this conversation is about. And then at certain points, you're, like, fighting to keep your eyes open because you don't want to blink. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, no, what is this? No. And then other times where you you blink and you just don't think about the fact that you're blinking because yeah. you forget. And it's like, oh, fuck, I was watching that. Like, oh, that's on me, though. Like, those are uh, – I found those moments to be very cool. There's hacks, of course. You know, you can pause. You can you could pause and blink during it. I never thought about. That. I didn't either. Yeah. I didn't either until I was looking back for platinum stuff, where I was like, "Well, how do I do this?" And there was like the one of the, where it's like, you know, eyes of steel or some shit. And there was like, "You can." I'm like, "Fuck." 
Yeah, would have made sense. That's really good. That's really good. But yeah, I, I, uh, the game was really good. Like I, like I, there's not really one bad thing I could say about the game aside from like me having you had a, 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 you like bugs, a bug right? where yeah, I yeah. lost my save. Um, That's something to talk about. Yeah, but that that, that <laughs> bummed me out. That bummed me out because I only had four minutes left in the game. Um, oh my god! Yeah, I was at the end of the game. I didn't realize that the I was at the end, but like I had to stop because I was at the office and we were doing a meeting. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop for the meeting and play when I get home. And then got home save wasn't there and i was like oh it must be a cloud thing got back to the office and my save was gone i'm like what's going on here and i look online and i see threads of people being like yeah i lost my save before your eyes and i'm like ah oh, dang okay maybe that's what it is um but like i mean for most people i imagine you're gonna play this game um through one playthrough like don't let that dissuade you from playing the game because like it's only an hour and a half long like something like that and so and i would recommend playing it in one sitting like i, I don't know why i well i do know why i stopped but i would recommend not stopping like just play go it ahead, all the throw it under the bus every time you tell the story you yell about the meeting you had to go to <laughs> god <laughs> like, forbid there's a kind of funny meeting <laughs> like why do we have meetings at this company at this job at this workplace why do meetings lousy ass talking to each other god did you cry no i didn't but I got, I was emotional. Like, it, I, I, I did feel Just a manly it. mist going on? No, like, I, I, a little manly mist. No, I like, I, I cried during some video games. I don't know why I didn't cry during this one. Because it was like, I was like, damn. It's, I, there was that time where I took off the headset. I looked at Greg and I was like, man, that's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> that's some heavy stuff. But I never, I don't think I actually um, shed a tear. All right. Maybe in the now. sequel. Maybe in Before Your Eyes 2, I'll, I'll cry. Well. We'll see if you cry in Horizon Burning Shores, which is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be talking about that very soon. I want you to write in with your reviews, your thoughts next week, because it should line up, right? That that's what we'll be talking about next week when we get there to see what Aloy's been up to. Uh, you look at the calendar. Look, don't look at me for confirmation. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. Well, it's next week, right? Are we going to review is it, it next week? <laughs> is, is it, it week? out next week? Oh, I guess it is. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. I'm not crazy. Wow, You're all crazy. Yeah, the 19th it comes out, right? Yeah. Six days. We'll be talking about it here next week. So, of course, write in with all your questions, comments, concerns, or what you think, uh, what you thought of the game, what you want to know about the game from us. Uh, you, can, of course, can write in for free at kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. But, of course, if you want the full PSI Love You XOXO experience, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can write in with your questions, comments, concerns. You could get the show ad-free. You could get dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens. Well, yeah, if you went all the way back of uh, monthly exclusive programming. And, of course, you could get cool merch and stuff you can only get on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. You can get PSI Love You XOXO each and every Friday on youtube.com slash games and podcast services around the globe if you're on the epic game store playing fortnite or rocket league or whatever on your old playstation 4 or 5 please input the code kind of funny when you can support a creator and support us for now though we're gonna go play more redacted games until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you